Hey, all you no need, nope, that, that oh, bad start. Oh. <laughs> no means nerds out there. Uh, obviously can't talk tonight, so it's going to be a good nerd. podcast. This is the No Nerman Means Nerman. No Thing, No Means Nothing Nerman podcast. Nerd. I'm Jordan. I'm Matthew. <laughs> and I'm laughing. I'm, <laughs> I'm Michelle. <laughs> yeah, it's a good start. So uh, welcome to another episode of our little podcast where we're going to set up some pins, knock a couple down, and send a couple straight to heaven. So uh, you know the drill. Crack them open if you got them. Let's see what's on our docket. I'll go first because I'm boring tonight. I got a marnyak because I need that hard, hard booze after today's day. In your fancy glass. My little fancy glass. Smells so good. I love it. And let's eeny, meeny, miny, mo, Michelle. What do you got? Hey, I'm changing it up a little, and I really am, and I'm not doing that uh, lateral move either. Yeah, yeah. IPA. No, 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 no. I'm staying in the same genre here. Milk. uh, Big (laughs) glass of milk. (laughs) Milk. Milk. M-E-L-K. Now, I I was at Trader Joe's, and they had a little single can of a very good beer. It has a lot of alcohol in it. And usually two will get me uh, taking clothes off, but uh, oh yeah, I'm a, no, oh, so oh, I'm just oh, video podcast. <laughs> oh, oh, let me no. just hit record on the. <laughs> no, nobody needs to see that. Nope. I'm having a can of Irish <gasps> Death. Oh my God, I love that. Oh, oh no, no, yeah, and this is my friend Carl. He's no means no fan. This is his favorite, Fuck and this yeah. is like a Guinness. With more alcohol in it, in it. Guinness with more alcohol. No, mm. it's well, delicious. Right. Dark, smooth ale. It's uh, it's this is a an amazing beer, but hell so yeah. I I don't think it has a widget in it. So crack. Yeah. Nice. Just crack and we'll we'll pour it in the in the pint glass. But yeah, it's, it's got seven point two percent alcohol, which I, I don't. I know. Look at it, That's going to make oh tonight God. interesting. That's going to make the second half of tonight very interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Look at it. Ooh, it looks delicious, Beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Irish Looks death. like a Guinness. Yep. Uh, all right. That's what the hell fabulous. is I happening? Got, I, got, I got some great uh, uh, neighborhood noise here. What the fuck is happening? Uh, is that everybody, a we're going to take. No, it's horns outside my window. We're going to take a quick pause because someone's being an asshole. Speaking of assholes. Uh, Get out of my lawn! <laughs> did he well, pause you know, it, or are we still? No, did I didn't. you pause it? Going. I didn't. You know, it is, it is, it is. But I'm going to oh. close my window. So, uh, <laughs> Holy all right. Shit. It's uh, apparently, you know, it's graduation time, and so you get oh. a bunch of drunk teenagers or parading parents around town. And parading around. You know, fancy mm-hmm. pants. So, uh, again, off to a great start. Matthew, what you got for us? <laughs> well, Salvage right. the podcast. Save us, Matthew. Save I, us. I discovered there's a bit of a self-limiting factor. I record in the garage, and normally it's cooler than uh, cooler than the house and cooler than uh, what's around it. But uh, today it's uh, pretty warm. So I have several beers, and uh, a couple of them, two of them, are, are wheat beers. So uh, I those, those. those are good. No, but they got to be cold. So uh, oh, they do um, have to be cold. They are absolutely not oh. cold. Uh, oh. So I have to uh, choose between the um, the two beers that I have that are sort of a little more 
room temperature uh, fruity beers not fruity you're gonna be Ooh, really excited about both of these I'm actually proud of you. yeah so uh, <laughs> we got from lighthouse brewing uh night watch coffee lager oh I don't go on with that I don't think that I've been, uh, I don't think I've mentioned this one on the podcast before. Um, I haven't seen that one before. So that's, uh, that's from Victoria. And uh, you guys are probably going to both really get excited about this. It uh, won't show up on the camera. Um, Oh, maybe it will. There's a little bit of, a little bit, a little bit of reflection. It's shiny black on um, matte black label. It's singularity. Uh, I can't even read it. I have to get Russian Imperial Stout uh, beer of infinite density. So it's perfect for us. Oh, fuck Being yeah. that uh, our infinite density I and all that. I think you got to have them both, really. One's got coffee I was going to say, can oh, we like, mix okay, them together? Well, the singularity Uh-oh. is uh, 11.8 <laughs> alcohol. Holy shit. <laughs> I did not know that when I bought it. Um, well, you shouldn't have told me that. it is sealed with wax, as you can see. Yeah, that's Holy the beer right crap. there, Matthew. That's the beer. Are you going to have that one? He's going to have that one is well, what he's going to have. Well, what do you think, Michelle? I, uh, Jordan's I don't made know. His vote. And you sounded a little concerned. Well, I was not expecting 12%. <laughs> well, That's like wow. two big um, beers. So, if, I, so I'm, you take I'm off I'm the okay. wax and then what happens? You got a cork there or some shit? You know what? what? I wanna, I'm under curious. I'm curious. Yeah, it's got to be a cork if there's wax. What, right? No, it's a, it's, it's a cap, I think. So which which one am I which one am I doing? It's gonna be a more know, interesting man. podcast. Whatever you got the nuts to drink, I, I'm staying out of this. I got my own problems. Singularity. Oh my god. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> but I'm gonna Shh. be careful and drink it slowly because if drink I drink it slowly, <laughs> you don't have to drink the whole thing. Drink yeah. the whole thing. Um, Actually, I actually have to get a knife out to get it off. Oh, easy That's, now. Come on. It's <laughs> very fancy. Oh yeah, it's really fancy. I don't even know what I painted. Well, my bottle of Amarniac, my my bottle of Amarniac was also sealed in wax, so I am also fancy. But I opened it. Mine's sealed with a kiss. It's a kiss of Irish death. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, here we go. Here we go, guys. The wax is off, and the evil has been released. Okay. So here we go, pouring the uh, singularity into my black hole. Jesus Christ. Uh, Yes, from uh... which nothing shall ever escape, including. My sobriety. Our goodwill. Uh, oh, I love that. I love it. Should we so, tell people what we're here for? Oh, yeah. We do a podcast. It's about No Means No. It's this band we like. I think it's about beer. <laughs> and booze. Oh, God. Sorry. All right, listen. Reeling listen. a little bit from this news here, but that's okay. That's listen, we've oh, got some songs goes. today. This is one oh, of those episodes. Chewy. Oh, Chewy, I love bad? it. Is it gross? No, it's really good. Too Uh-oh. good. You'd easy, love it. Chief. Easy, nice. easy. Yeah. So I, I don't know about you guys, but this is one of those episodes like where I'm, I'm feeling... Carbonated I'm feeling molasses. Ha- I'm feeling happy about it because I I don't have any of my babies in this one, so I'm not killing anybody or promoting anybody that I feel too bad about. I, I'm not... You know, these are all fine songs. Yes. But this is one of those little palate cleanser episodes for me, which I kind of enjoy once in a while. Where we just yeah, it's go, a little more quick cut for sure. A little more, yeah, a little, little less uh, epic like maybe. Last, I don't know. We'll last see. Last episode where Oof, I had to rip doggy. my heart out. Yep, yep. And then I stomped hey. on it. I'm sorry. No, I don't. That's all right. Matthew, Matthew, you know, hates your choices. I still apparently. adore you. It's all right. It's because uh, you're a good friend. All right. Yep. Let's talk about our first. I feel like I can get drunk of, smelling this thing. Ooh, maybe God, better, I can get. Uh, I'm getting drunk just watching you drink it. <laughs> so <Matthew. laughs> our first matchup here is uh, two songs 
um, very, well, anyway, I guess we'll talk about how similar or different they are. But our, our first one's I've Got a Gun off of World of the World as such, 1995, versus I'm an Asshole <laughs> off of Dance of the Headless Bourgeoisie, 1998. So, Interesting tracks to pit up against each other. Uh, I think a very appropriate pair to go up against each other. I, I really like this pairing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to, though, hear first from our compatriot, Michelle. You're up at bat, so let us know what you think of I've Got a Gun, but let's let the listeners hear a bit of this percussive piece. Someone, someone. I got a gun. I'm going to You've got the gun. This is a punk chugger. I love the song and all it stands for. By the way, I fucking hate, hate, hate guns. And I like how the song seems to mock those that get some boner over owning one. I think that's what's happening with the words anyways. It's the perfect punk rock song, and I love the I Got a Gun lines that I think John and maybe Tom sing while Rob's laying it down. It's a great mosh pit doozy. Killer. Nice. Yeah. All right, short and sweet. I love it. Yes. Just right, like the song Matthew. itself. Two, exactly. two minutes and 25 seconds, really short. <laughs> um, this uh, you know, might rival Lost for my favorite song on this album because it's so, so to the point. It is just a... Um, it's it's hardcore, but it's like um, it's it's no means no hardcore. Hardcore. It's not like a sort of Ramonesy Hansonsy hardcore. Um, I find this song utterly chilling. Um, it is terrifying, and I don't think it's become any less terrifying in the twenty six years since it's been released. Right. Maybe even more so. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's got three stanzas. Um, the the first is sort of. Uh, the subject or the, the, the protagonist, I suppose, is uh, talking you know, in grandi- terms of grandiosity and fantasy. The second stanza, um, it's, it's, it's his actual reality and his dissociation from it, um, which is, yeah, scary. And then the last one, him going out in the world um, and doing what he needs to do. Uh, yeah. So um, I also like it's this song because it's... home, man. I hate it. I hate because it happens all the time. Yeah, yeah, it's reality, like big time around here. Anyways, yeah, I'm sorry, I mean, I this dates—it's like, 
it dates itself a little bit. I mean, just because of that Raiders baseball cap, I have no idea whether Raiders, it used to be a huge thing in the early nineties. And, um, it was a uh, gang wear and that, that football team has actually moved twice since this song was released because <laughs> <laughs> okay. it was uh, LA it's Raiders. LA and then Raiders, there was Oakland, right. uh, the year before this album came out, I believe. And then okay. now they're in it Las Vegas. It was Oakland Vegas. for a long time, yeah. But I mean, that's I think that's pretty much what it's referring to. That was where it was most infamous, I think. When they changed, yeah, the black and silver and the pirate yeah. and uh, all right. that kinds of stuff. Anyway, yeah, that was uh, for anybody who might not know. Um, people um, were it, it. It was super popular, and people were killing each other for the uh, the football wear and the you know, baseball hats and stuff like oh, that. Pathetic, man. Yeah. This is um, maybe one of the only No Mizzou songs I have a chance of playing myself because <laughs> it is fairly straightforward and uh, the um, the drum fills are always the same, which is pretty uh, pretty awesome. Right. Um, I love the uh, the sound of it. Uh, just the uh, hardcore, maybe even speedcore, um, kind of contrasting with the um, more staccato instrumentation um, in the uh, the verses, which reminds me of like gunfire i guess maybe that's mm-hmm. on, maybe that's on purpose um and again yeah the fills are pretty much exactly the same um yeah it, it reminds me a little bit of um yeah the uh, echo of love fang uh where he, uh, i've got a gun he says over and over again as well it's a different sort of obsession right. like this person is um obsessed with their own um relevance i guess and feelings of power um and uh, I love the sound of the guitar. The first, right from the start, it sounds so desperate. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. oh, mm-hmm. so incredible. Um, the last verse is, is pretty interesting where he's, uh, you know, finally going to be confronted by, you know, death by cop, as uh, as is said. Uh, and it's, there's no guitar in it. It's just the, just the bass and drums. And it sounds a little more alone, a little more stark. Um, and yeah. And this, this, the scariest thing to me is like that, that callback. I mean, it's, it's like um, a call and response. I've got a gun. He's got a gun. He's got a gun. Yeah, you know, that's you, great. You'd uh, that's great. think of that in any song, but it's also what people would scream. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yes. Which is just so scary. Yeah. And then um, that engineering choice at the end where um, you, 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 um, <laughs> getting closer and louder and uh, you're... You're the target. No, this this song just terrifies me, and I love it. It's mm. great. All right. Well, I'm going to add a little drama, I guess, to this, because this is my least favorite song on that album, for mm. sure. Whoa, and, what? And may, definitely not in the top of my No Means No Pantheon at all, kind of towards the bottom. No kidding. Um, listen, it's a good song. With As with all No Means No, it's a fucking great song, right? Other than Beat on the Brat, which I don't need to relitigate that. Like, <laughs> They don't make any bad songs. Um, this, is, this is never my favorite. By any stretch. And I, I got some really bad hot takes. I'm not going to go too far into it. Because I agree with everything you guys have said, right? Like, that's all 100% true. Um, what I don't love about this song, I feel like one of the things I love about No Means Known, about Rob's writing in particular, is that there's always something that feels really authentic about it. And that it's something that, even if it's not, if he's not writing from experience, or he's writing about something abstract, it's something that's really relatable, even if it's darkest moments. This feels like something really distant from their experience, really distant. Like it's, it's, it's totally within their rights. They do a great job of coming, commenting on what they're talking about. And I, you know, there is, I think it's really salient uh, and maybe a little prophetic how they talk about 
um, the the sort of feedback loop of uh, people wanting to fucking go out and become a shooter to get famous, right? Which is something that's you know a hot topic these days about whether we should be reporting these on these days, assholes. Every not these days, day. you're right. But I just meant you know more that's more sad. now than in the '90s. Frankly, it, it, it's it's more relevant in that sense. And these days, uh, people have figured out that you shouldn't shouldn't name them. Maybe you know. Try you sure, well, there's that debate, right? Should we yeah. or should we not? And you know, like there's epic debate. So I think that in, in a lot of ways, that's really fucking salient and right on. But it doesn't sit in the same place as other songs for me on that front. It feels, it feels distant. It feels like it's something that's not, there's nothing personal about it. There's nothing um, from, I mean, and that's sh shitty of me to say, cause it's probably personal in the sense of like, yeah, we fucking hate guns, hate gun violence. This is a great song about it. So a hundred percent don't disagree with anything you've said, but it's always felt removed for me. And not, well, that's because maybe Rob's talking like in a character that you just would never. Yeah, but even with but him. even his even his other characters that I feel like you can associate that he I don't associate with him. There feels like there's something I don't know. I don't know that I can really explicate it. There feels like there's something more sort of universal. This feels hmm. to me, and I hate to say this, but it feels well, I don't know, I hate to say it. I feel like I'm probably an idiot for saying it. It feels a little uh, stereotype. <laughs> It feels a little less nuanced about who he's talking about than, than I expect from their lyrics. Hmm. It feels a little more straight feet forward. It feels a little bit more by the numbers in terms of who he's talking about and a little less. I think um, I know what you mean. I think a little less, a little less depthful when, when talking about this yeah. kind of protagonist that I might not expect. Not so hidden. And not so hidden and not so like. I don't know. It sort of skates on the surface of who, are the, who they're talking about. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not necessarily what I expect from No Means No. And so it never, it never drew me in on that front. I sort of skated across it. Hmm. Uh, I think wow. the music's fun as hell. Um, the staccato, like you said, my, uh, Matthew, is some, something I put in my notes too. It sounds like gunshots, that, that, mm -hmm. the kind of staccato way. Everything's uh, playing together on that. And that ending, the you, you. Yeah, that's fucking great. <laughs> right in your face. Um, Would have made a great video with Rob just coming right into the fisheye lens or something, you know. But um, yeah. But yeah. Definitely at the bottom of my list for this album and hmm. not anywhere near the top for No Means No for me. I, mm -hmm. I, didn't, I didn't identify with it early on and didn't identify with it now. Yeah. May, I, re that? may I rebut? You may, please. Ooh, it's ooh, a like per perspective. No, it's interesting that you're, um, you, you feel sort of distance, but I'm, I'm wondering, I'll probably catch shit for this. There's a little bit of a cultural uh, cultural difference because um, – Canadians, we don't uh, we don't have access to guns. We don't have the same issues oh, God, with gun imagine? violence, Jesus and Christ, I, I kind of wonder that uh, you know, as a we we sit on on this side of the border and we watch and right. we think of our American friends like you guys and just like Jesus Christ, that's going I, on in your country, I, and like I, I can't yeah. even imagine it's not it's not happening in my country, not to the same right. extent anyway. It's more right. certainly not at the time that this song came out, um, not not to the same degree. Um, you know, with some major and scary exceptions, uh, only recently has it become that it's become more frequent for sure. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, perhaps as an observer and as, you know, somebody seeing this character that people are trying to become, um, that, that maybe it is that exact distance. Maybe it is like uh, speaking from a place where this doesn't happen as much. I, I don't know. Um, that's certainly how I feel about it. So, you know, maybe that's... That's interesting. You yeah. mean... Yeah, it could be. Because, yeah. because they're Canadian that they're looking at it down a, a long lens instead of like right up front where it's simplified. Is that what you mean? Yeah. 
There yeah. are times when, I mean, you, you guys yeah, yeah. must look at the news and go, Jesus, I live in a fucking, I, I can't believe yeah. this is going on in my country. But uh, it's, it's we, we sit here anymore. maybe a little bit, shocking anymore. maybe a little bit, you know, supercilious and holier than now. But we sit there like, Jesus, they're fucking nuts. Yeah. No, and I, and I hear you. I hear you. I think what, what it is about, and again, I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad song. It's just for mm. me, in no means no, hearing a song from them that's through that long lens, right. it just doesn't, it doesn't grab me. That's not whatever with no means no what grabs me. There's something about it that even if they're talking or singing a song about something that's truly despicable, there's something in me that feels right inside of it, that feels like they've gone right fucking inside and put me in there and even made me a little bit empathetic with the horror, I don't feel this at all in the song. I feel really mm. distanced. I feel like there's a there's a pane of glass between me and whatever else is going on. And mm. again, it's a great song, but for no means no, it's just not what that's not what I love about them. And mm. so, so you're a no means by no any, snoot, by, aren't you? Probably fucking probably. And I'm sure people <laughs> out there are rolling their fucking <laughs> eyes as they should. I am um, a self-declared snoop myself, yeah. so that's why I said it. So yeah, and I don't know. Yeah, and I, I mean, I felt that way about this song since '95 when I first put it on. I was like, "Yeah, this is hmm. a good thrash song," but I don't know. Yeah. And, and yeah, th th this is when I will put on repeat. <laughs> so that's yeah, interesting. I, I yeah. love really this song. I love it because yeah, I think he nails it. Like you get a gun in your hip or your pocket, and suddenly you think you're you're big shit, but you're fucking not. Mm. You're no, I mean for sure. I'm and not disagreeing with anything. It. With any, I, I mean, what I'm talking about really is a fucking snooty ass fucking take, right? No, I'm not making any excuses for that. <laughs> I just have to try to be as, I figure I got to be as honest as I can about my reaction to these songs. You're and drinking a Marniac ek, ek, and we're exactly. drinking beer. I'm the, I'm the Kirk of the podcast. So what do you oh, fucking, right, fucking right. do? Um, that was not a good Shatner. I could do a better one. So I'm the spork. Right there. The I want to be Spock because I think he's cute. Mm. And I'm the doctor and I'm so stupid. I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I don't even know. <laughs> so I guess that's all of our takes. Yeah. Which is more than I thought we'd say about that. So <laughs> well, no, that's why, this. that's why we do this podcast. I'm like, uh, yeah. Insights exactly. even before, uh, you know, sometimes, sometimes we all agree. And sometimes we don't, I actually like it when we don't. I think no. And sometimes you come up with stuff in a perspective that, uh, had never occurred to yeah. me before. Um, exactly. Well, and you yeah. too, I think with the Canada thing, that's a fucking great point. I, I agree too. I think he's yeah. right. All right, so, uh, I mean, I know I'm an asshole, so let's talk about this other song. Uh, I'm an asshole, but first, let's take a peek inside that fetid hole. <laughs>
right, Michelle, you get to talk. You get to give us a tour through this stink of, tunnel first. Of the asshole? <laughs> yeah. I think this Black hole song beer. Goes, black hole asshole. Okay, this song goes well with uh, against I've Got a Gun, doesn't it? Mm. One and the same, right? Yes. Along with the verses, John is doing some great drum acrobats. Really intriguing stuff to listen to. I like how menacing in the beginning the song sounds, and I think it breaks really well into the verses. I, I like song structure and how it flows into things. That, that's really important to me, mm. and I think this this song really nails it. And then I, I got a lyrics question. Does Rob say one, two, fuck you? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, he does. Oh, is he? Okay. All right. No, I like Fucking that. I love that part. <laughs> I, okay, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure this song is a hoot to play. The ending is fa- fantastic with Rob a bellowing I'm an ass. I love, I love, I love the ending when he, when he, when he says that it's hilarious. Excellent. All right, Matthew. Um, this, yeah, I, I, I see what you mean about uh, sort of being similar, except that, um, in this case, I think that the, the asshole is actually talking that the, the other person is, you know, yes, I am the asshole. I'm the problem, but actually you deserve it. <laughs> you, you deserve my 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 attention. My assholiness. <laughs> yeah. Um, musically, I, I kind of think that it's almost like a, a jig, a shanty, a folk song, a little bit. Um, <laughs> totally. And uh, yeah, it's it's interesting how um, I, I did a little bit of googling about um, you know my forks in the Mulligan stew. I, oh, I heard me too. What Mulligan stew actually is. Um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a. It's a stew gimme, isn't it? made Morgan? yeah yeah that's that's one thing and you know now that rob mostly plays golf um and hangs out <laughs> so uh, yeah. yeah it's a, it's a do-over but it's also a stew that's made communally like a whole bunch of hobos who had you oh, know like one, one guy soup had, or something like that no one guy had an onion and one guy had some i don't know rabbit or whatever and uh so I, I think by, you know, they're talking about my forks in the Mulligan Stew is actually talking about some fucking somebody else's wife. Um, so what? if it's com- communally, communally, uh, uh, communally occurred at stew, then, you know, maybe 100%. it's a, it's a suggestion 100%. that, you know, maybe everybody, everybody gets a little bit of Mulligan Stew. Yeah, 100%. Um, what? Because yeah. he's using a fork instead of a spoon? I, I think just... I don't uh, get the fuck thing what's with the because it's mulligan stew it's a shared stew and so if you're putting yeah. your fork it comes in that verse where he's talking about fucking his wife yeah. right where he's cheating shared making his a drink or three yeah anyway. um yeah he's he's coming in he's just messing with this this person on every possible <laughs> oh, level man. um yeah uh wow. m- musically the soul the solo is like a rolling bass line i like this sort of almost squonky guitar um, there's a definite kind of train doing, um, which again, sort of re- reinforcing the, the kind of hobo idea of the, uh, you know, this hobo showing up and he's got a finger, finger in your pie and your, his fork oh, in God. your mulligan stew and creeping in the window. And, um, he's one, two, fuck you. Right. Um, but yeah, you can't pull the wool over me is a line. You deserve this asshole's tender attentions. <laughs> um, and then yeah, musically, I don't know. It's just so it's so so great. Uh, there's a tiny little Tom Yelp before basically a one note solo. <laughs> and I think this song actually speeds up a little bit there. I'm, I'm not positive. Yeah. It sounds it like sounds it sounds like it, right? Yeah. And then 
Are you I, saying John fucked up? Is that what you're no, saying? No, it sounds no, intentional. They entirely all intentional. Oh, oh, together. Oh, 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 all right. I was going to say, hey, now. Hey. Never, never. No, no, no. No, no. Of course not. All right. Uh, and then everything stops and the whole band is yelling, I'm an asshole. I remember I have a couple of memories. Um, you know, often I was, um, you know, not quite home at some of those shows <laughs> after a few few too many drinks or something else. Um, but uh, I remember, you know, being in various venues and I cannot remember specifically, but I remember looking around and the entire band is yelling, I'm an asshole. The entire crowd is yelling, I'm an asshole. I look over <laughs> and even the bouncers are yelling, I'm an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> that's great yeah it's what a good. way to come together isn't it pretty good yeah jeez so anyway <laughs> he's an asshole but uh he, he deserves i'm an asshole you're assholiness. an asshole she's an asshole we're an asshole wouldn't you like to be an asshole an too? asshole too well i would i think this song first of all i think it's a great great pairing with i got a gun right i'm i kind of they're not i mean they're not similar really but i and I like this song way, well, giving away my vote, but way more than I've got a gun. Um, but they're in the same Venn diagram circle for me. And when I look at No Means No, I, I, if I were to categorize all the songs, this one would probably go in the same family. And I just fucking love this song. I think it's got, you know, it's a, a great history of No Means No songs where you've got a, a narrator fucking wanting to take someone down a peg, whether it's Dance of the Headless, whether it's Mr. In-Between, whether it's this song or one we're going to talk about a little bit later. Um, and, you know, I, I think he Rob does a really fucking good job in this. Every time they have these songs, every single one of them, I, there's, I always read them in two ways. The way that has been talked about, Matthew, I think you did a great job of talking about that, where it's really is someone taking someone down a peg. And I think you're absolutely right. This is a sort of like the holy asshole. And I don't mean holy as in whole, but like <laughs> holy as in, you know, H-O-L-Y, who, need, who, who you need that force out there to take these fuckers down, right? <laughs> these people who, who, who you know, uh, uh, everyone thinks they're nice, everyone thinks they're great, but they, you know, it made me think, like, you know who I'd like to blast this at would be Jordan Peterson. Like, he needs to have this fucking song just blasted at his ass 24-7, those kind of fucking people. Uh, I would enjoy very think, much being an asshole to Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't and it even seems know like, who that is. He's an I asshole. Really Count your blessings. Asshole. He's an asshole, and he's Canadian, so there you know? go. Oh, oh, uh, okay. So it, it, that, 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 on that level, on that reading, I really, I, I absolutely agree with what you were talking about, uh, Matthew. I think it's dead on, and you too, Michelle. I also, though, sometimes think in these songs, there's a little bit, a little less in this song than in some of the others, but some of the verses work this way, that it's that sort of uh, that inner, like, you know, you've heard of it, what imposter syndrome is, right? Like you always kind of feel like you're some people, you kind of feel yeah. like you're a fucking phony. Sometimes that yep. other part that's always living on your shoulder, just going like, I fucking see through your shit. I, I'm that asshole inside that sees through your shit. And I'm going to fucking call you on, on every fucking stage of the way. And there's just a little bit of that in here, whether I do think this one's a little more externalized, especially since he talks about fucking his wife. And that's pretty, it's, that's hard to fit it sandwich into that reading a little bit more, but, um, <laughs> But it's still, it could still be there a little bit. Um, but I, I love the music in this song. And yeah, it sounds like a little fucking ditty. Mulligan's Stew also has Irish organ, uh, organs, yeah. origins. And so it feels a little, uh, there's that little bit of that, maybe the Irish lilt in it. You could do a little fucking dance in there. Um, and I've a always jig. loved, I've always, yeah, a jig. I've always loved how at the end, 
the chorus goes, I'm an asshole with the emphasis on whole, right? Cause you never say it that way. It's always asshole. So mm. I love that they reverse it and they, and they give the, oh, the emphasis the, on the whole. Yeah, it just, it just whole. makes it more, even more fucking interesting than it already was. And, uh, the, the, the tail off coming off of going nowhere, which we've already talked about makes this song better because it's way better than going nowhere in my opinion. And going into Disappear, it's a great segue into Disappear. I do think these three songs work really well together. And listening to it this time made me appreciate more than I ever had before. What a fucking... I think this album maybe more than other No Meets No. Not all of them, but it has such a different A-side than a B-side. The, the songs on the front half of this album are so fucking different than the songs on the back half. And this run of songs in particular are all of a piece, frankly. I think this is one of the, well, it's not the best of them. I really like Disappear a lot, but I think it works really well in that triad. triad. I think these songs are all sort of part of a triad in a way, uh. and it works really well with that. Anyway, I love this song. I think it's fucking great. Um, it, I, I jam, you know, jam along in my head to it every fucking time I hear it. I love the music. It's fucking top shelf. Love it. And that's really all I got to say about it, I think. So, did, we, did we ever actually say that it's from what album it's from? We did. I said oh, okay. it in the beginning. Sorry. Dance Sorry. of the Headless. Yep. Yep. Uh, as part of my rigmarole. All right, but never like always good to call part. me on it. I love I f- that part. I forget some no, of that like sometimes. That. Um, like that. All right, well, I guess we're ready to vote, which I don't, I don't know where you guys are going on this. I know where I'm going. So, Michelle, you get to be up first. Cast our first vote. Pew, 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 pew. <laughs> I got a gun. Oh, nice. All right. I've Great. got a gun. Yep, me Matthew. too. Yes. Fucking A. All right, well, I'm going to give the dissenting vote to I'm an asshole. Because I guess I'm an asshole. So good. It's not unanimous. Right. Excellent. I'll be that asshole. Thank Um, you, Matthew. Give me my dish of mulligans, too. So I get a gun. I get a gun. I've got a gun. Goes through to round two, whenever that may be in three years. Shot asshole in the asshole. Yep. And uh, I'm going to, I guess we're going to fully say goodbye to I'm an asshole because I doubt that's one that would come back with any sort of mulligan round. But uh, so see you later. I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like if we put it out to the listeners, like uh, it might, might just. (laughs) I have a feeling more people are going to be on your side than my side on this one, but we'll Hmm. see. I'll be interested to hear what people have to have to say about this one. All right. Well, it's our interim break. And as usual, before we move on to the next set of songs, we're going to put in some uh we're gonna let a listener uh weigh in matthew you want to uh, talk to us a little bit about what we'd like to get more of from <laughs> listeners yes indeed um as i you know uh drink my molasses my carbonated molasses um your face yikes. is getting a little red yeah and a little sweaty too Uh-oh. um <laughs> So um, we have been blown away by the response of people sending in um, content. Uh, Basically, we want you to answer three questions. Uh, It would be great if you could split them up uh, so that uh, we uh, don't have to deal with very, very super large files. Um, The first question would be um, how you came to know. No means no. Um, The second one be what they mean to you. And then the third one, if you have a really good no means no related story, uh, please send those to no means nothing podcast at gmail.com. Um, 
you could uh, do all sorts of technical things. You could attach the files if you know how to do that. You could uh, send us a Dropbox link. If you don't want to record your voice, you could type it out and uh, let us know, please, uh, if you'd like us to read it. And I suppose if you have a preference, uh, who you would like to read it. Uh, oh. <laughs> oh. Oh. Anyway, uh, thank you for your submissions. And here is one of them. I got introduced to No Meets No when I was 16, maybe 17. I'm 46 now. And I got introduced by a friend we played in a band together. He was the drummer and I tried to play bass. So one night we got stoned and he played Rags and Bones from Life and Cuddly to me. And I couldn't believe it. It completely blew my brains out. I couldn't believe the energy. I couldn't believe the raw power, the fun, the wildness. I never heard a bass guitar play like that and completely dominate the song with the drums, of course. That was just bass energy unleashed. And after Rex and Bones, he played Victory, also from Life and Cuddly, and that was it for me. That completely got me hooked. Victory has that anthem energy, and it resonated so strongly within me at the time, and it still does to this very day. It gave me back some faith I didn't know I've lost. I remember hearing the line, are any of my friends here? I can't see for the first time. And my friend said, obviously not. Yeah, so this is how I got baptized by my friend with the beautiful music of No Means No. And even though we're not friends anymore, I will be grateful till I die because he showed me the light. All right, let's do round two. Uh, and thank you so much for your submission. Um, yeah, keep, thank you, keep, listener. Keep them coming. Keep them coming. More. More. All right. Now we got, uh, we got that one. Yeah. Keep that coming. And, uh, that, that, that burp killed the punk for sure. But you know what else did the Hawk and the Hawk killed the punk is off. All roads lead to outs fart, outs fart 2006. And that song's going up against revenge off sex mad 1986, the Slade side of sex mad, frankly. And uh, also, the B-side from um, the Dad 7-inch. Uh, ah, hell yeah, I did not know that. Slightly before um, Sex Med was released, I believe. It was uh, Dad Ooh, and Revenge. Wow, nice. You guys mm-hmm. are so nice. cool. Uh, man, thanks for well, doing God that. Bless, God bless Wikipedia. Uh, whatever, All right, you so, take the time, you say it. I think it's cool. So we're going to start with uh, Hot Killed the Punk. So let's, uh, let's dip into a little clip of that. Tell me what's the price that you would pay me free to be free. 
I'm up first. So this is on Ausfart, the late, late, late period. Um, I got an embarrassing admission that for a little while, just a minute, uh, on this song, I was so overanalyzing the lyrics that every time I heard Hawk, I just went immediately to what I think of when I think of Hawk, which is a Hawk, uh, a war criminal, like a oh, war, Hawk? a warmonger, right? A warmonger. So Hawk I was trying to fit the lyrics. Yeah, Hawk and Dove. And it was, you know, kind of right around when the Iraq war kind of just wound down. And I was, you know, my mind was there. And so I kept trying to force it. It's like, is this a punk at a recruiting center? What the fuck? And then, of course, one day I went like, Jesus fucking Christ, you fucking moron. It's Mohawk. And the song is very clear. It's all oh. it's, it's a it's a song about how the, the the symbols of nonconformity became the badge of conformity. Right. You've got all of these symbols of punk, of the Mohawk, the piercing, the, the 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 nihilistic music, all of this, which 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 you, you go after to be nonconformist, and it really just turns you into a conformist robot, just like everyone else. The hawk, the mohawk, killed the punk. It you know, it's the antithesis of what punk was meant to be. The signs and symbols of it became commodified and became its opposite. And it's a great fucking song about that. I think the lyrics are great on that front. Um, and I think. My favorite, I, I, what I mostly, the thing I love most about the song, other than the crazy fucking three different time signatures going on, which Michelle, I'm mm. really looking forward to talking about, is, is Tom. I, I, this is Tom's, is this the only song that he sings in its entirety? Yep. Yeah. And he kills and it. It's fucking, fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah he, he kills does. it. If, yep. if you're not, if you're not, if you're a No Means No fan and you're not listening to Showbiz Giants somehow, I don't know what the fuck you're doing, but you have to listen <laughs> to Showbiz Giants. And to get to hear Tom go off like this in the song is fucking glorious. I love it. And he really, really, really kills the delivery and, and right along with the music, which I think is, is, is fucking great. Um, and yeah, I think it's a smart song on, on that subject, right? I will say, um, I, uh, the music kills like a lot of songs on this album. I have to admit the thing that was lost a little bit for me from earlier. No means no is it's very clear to me, or I, I feel it anyway. So it's ridiculous. To say It's clear to me, but in my impression of it uh, is that the lyrics were written completely separately. You know, I, I feel like that. And that this may have been true all the way back from the beginning, but there was a more holistic feeling to some of the earlier works uh, even up through, frankly, this one, this is the Ausfart just felt like the one where it really disconnected for me, where I really felt that I still love all those songs or most of them, but the music didn't feel as integrated in with the lyrics. And it's the same with this. They're great. They work really well together, but it didn't feel, it doesn't feel like a holistic piece. It feels more like most other music feels to me, which is the lyrics come on top of a really great song. They work together, but it doesn't feel as fractal or, or just holistic as a lot of the early stuff did. Mm. So that well, might be my only real, uh, com not complaint, but sort of thing that d doesn't click for me as much. But I do think this is one of their late masterpieces. I think I love how experimental they get with it. I love how fucking hardcore it is. It's yeah. one of my favorites on this album. I think it's it's incredible. I think the the it, and and you know Tom's delivery. I think what he's talking about and the the fucking tightness of the of the music is just insane this is a this is definitely one of their late masterpieces uh, i fucking love it I fucking love it 
All right, Matthew, you're up. So I can see you want to say something. So oh no, it's interesting it. that you should say that. Uh, it sounds a little bit disconnected because I know for a fact because my buddy Colin recorded a good chunk of this album. Uh, that parts neat. of it were recorded in two uh, separate studios. I can't remember which mm, bits, but uh, yes, some of it were yeah geographically separated, uh, and I don't know whether that's the case with any of their other huh. albums. Interesting. Yeah, it's interesting. the only Tom vocal song. Um, I love the fact that there's a like yep. that uh, Hanson thing There's that Johnny I think uh, John does it. I think Tom definitely does it sometimes, but yeah, all these things you do to be punk, make you less punk. Yeah. Is what, is what the song is, is about. Um, I do think that uh, there is some wistfulness to it because um, Victoria is a pretty small place. And uh, mm. while there was some degree of tribalism, I have said before, uh, it's a small population. Everybody was at the same shows a lot of the time. And even though you might have gotten fights, people were friends across those, those lines. And I know that uh, there was a huge uh, heroin problem in Victoria and Vancouver, which I've mentioned before on the podcast, and uh, people have lost friends. And so I'm sure there are some uh, personal images uh, in in this song, uh, mm. particularly the, the the needle killed the punk because the the needle did kill a lot of punks in, right, uh, right. in this lyrics, part yeah. of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's interesting because um, I always thought of that as the tattoo needle because I hadn't been thinking of heroin. But you're totally right. You're totally right. Yeah, no, it's probably both. Um, like a both, both. Yeah, because yeah, he does talk about the, the the ink in his skin and everything like that. But right. yeah, all these uh these labels. Um, free of like uh, to be free to be free it's a question like to yeah. be free of society um what is it that you're being free from because you're just locked into a stereotype um yeah cradle in the arms of uniformity mm-hmm. um yeah so um i i love the the one note solo tom was really good at that just like you know soloing for co- a whole bunch of bars and it's just really one <laughs> one or two notes it's super great this song yeah, was a lot of fun play it a lot of fun live. Um, I don't know what else I can say. The tongue is numb, but the stud is in. Um, you know, it refers to a tongue piercing, but also refers to the punk stud, I'm sure. It's standard, um, you know, uh, label of punkness. Like, where do you obtain um, punk studs on Amazon? <laughs> 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 right? Anyway. Um the numb tongue, uh, nothing to say. Your message is gone with your image. Um, fairly straightforward, I suppose, that uh, you become what you um, are railing against. Um, but yeah, my favorite part of the song is actually maybe the the ending. It ends on just feedback. It sounds like the sound of a dropped instrument. Mm. It, it's, a, it's basically an anticlimax to the song after sort of a very, very energetic song. It's just like... Argh! It's an anticlimax, just like the uh, you know the the punk revolution, and um, just got commodified. Right. And yeah. Yeah. So yeah. There we go. Nice. The Hawk. All right, Michelle. What do you think? Before I get going into my uh, notes here, will you guys, you you lyrics boys, they don't say the hawk kills the punk. What what are they saying? It begins with an S. The sad killed the punk. The I think it's the hawk. Track. No. There's it's a needle, the, the stud, uh, the hawk, and I think oh, the, yeah, there's tr- the, the stu- trash. I think it's the trash. Or thrash, maybe? Maybe. Yeah, they're not saying hawk. They can't. They say it, it hawk, then it's stud, and then it's either trash or thrash. Oh, okay. So I was thinking it was thrash ask. because I thought it was that was a, a word that fit more okay. in trash. I didn't. I, I, I can't make heads or tails of what that would mean. Yeah, because I didn't think they were saying a, hawk all the way through. No, no way. they're not. Yeah, no, you're right. Oh, actually, you know, I'm just thinking another another sort of slight... 
dialectal variation between Canada and the States is like, we generally say garbage where Americans say trash, trash uh, in Canada, you know, it can refer to garbage, but more often or just as often it can refer to like a social class, Mm. um, which, Oh, so the trash killed the punk. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Maybe that could make sense. Again, one of us, you or me, Matthew, we got to pull out our fucking lyric sheets wherever they are and actually look. Not me. (laughs) I brought my No Means No CDs into the garage. They are over there. Oh, well. They're closer. (laughs) We're close. We're almost there. (laughs) All right, right. Michelle. I totally adore this one and the complexities of the time signatures intertwined. And I'll talk about that in a minute. It's fucking genius. This is, oh, God, Tom, I love this song. I just want to run up on the stage and kiss him. This is a just a masterpiece, and I can't mm-hmm. stress enough my joy in hearing him belt this out. I think he sounds freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. This might be my most favorite from this album, I think. I, I don't like, unlike Matthew, I don't have the album here to look, but I, I love the song, and I love how Tom shines in it. It's a total punk rock laydown with a hefty dose of wicked clever composition, totally aces, and fucking cool. Nice. Yeah. So do you want me to talk to you about the yes, uh, intertwining time signatures? Please explicate for us. All right, I will. I will tell you what I think is going on. I might be wrong, but I think this is what's happening. It opens up with four measures of a 4-4 four, four intro. That's just straight 4-4, four, four, and there's four measures of it. So here's what's going on. John is playing in five with his emphasis emphasis on the fifth beat. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four, five. Tom is playing in four, which is understandable because he's laying it down with his right. voice. So let's just give him the four, four part and let him go stand over there and kill it. And, <laughs> yeah. And Rob is playing a lick that I count to six in, and he emphasizes the beat on, on the first beat. So he's going one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. So if you take these three time signatures, I didn't take out right. It's it's like a duple meter of a, a, a three. I don't know. I'm, I'm, it's been a while since I've taken music theory. But five, six, and four, at some point, John has to add a little extra three beats at the end. But at some point, it can all meld into one. So they all come together, but John and his genius, which he can, he's playing in five, but then he had to add a little like uh, extra three beats on the end to make them all come together. And I didn't take out the time to figure out how many beats or how many measures of that, but I think it's about five or six that they go through this whole thing of them playing in three different time signatures. John adds a little three at the end to bring them all to the same spot where they go into the, to the chorus. So four, five, six, four, five, and six. Yeah, and I think it's like thirty. That would be every thirtieth beat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) and I think that's no, but it's so cool because if you just sit there and pick them out uh, separately, you're just like, what? What? They're just weaving this badass piece of shit here, and it's just so cool. How fucking great to have a take to have a takedown of punk, well known for its sort of three chord. Uh, right. progression with a complicated as fuck song, right? Well, like it's, it's something it just completely shows evolved. Kind of musicians they are because yeah, they, they, they know the genre. Off. No, they're not though. I don't mean in a bad way. I just mean no, it's oh, fucking okay. no, but it, I mean, fucking they, good. They, that's what they are. Subtle, the finesse, the subtlety Absolutely. of these motherfuckers. 
you don't even know what's going on and, and you don't realize no. why you like it, but it's because of this kind of little piddly shit that they do. Who so came up with good. this? Yeah, yeah. So fucking and John good. hits John hits the emphasis on the fifth beat. Rob's hitting the first and Tom's playing in four. And then it comes together with John adding a little extra on the end. It's that's, glorious. That's and I what I love gonna, about I, it. I don't know if you guys want to do this. And it, you, please tell me no, because I, I haven't even practiced it, but I figured <laughs> if there were three of us here, maybe you want to count to four. And Oh, fuck. <laughs> I don't know, man. No, I don't know if no, I've had no, enough beer. Right. <laughs> no, no, no. It's all right. We don't have to. But next time you're with two of your other friends, have one count in five and another in six and another in four. And see this, my up. friends, and is see. the no means no drinking game that you all need to be trying out there. Take a drink on every 30th beat. Exactly. <laughs> But that's but Michelle, what you're talking about is exactly one of the things I love about this is how they're there. You know, it all works together, but there are those times that you feel in the song where it all fucking comes back and then starts again. Right. Where it just fucking meets. And then and then in the middle, there's this undulating like wave of like badassness where you're like, hey, I'm going to ride on this wave. Fuck yeah. And then you just stop. And then it starts all over. And it's like, you you, you know, it's like getting an upset stomach and you're like, oh, 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 oh. And you I don't just know what have I just co- meant by that, but it's just you, you know have, what I'm saying. No, I get you. And I you do have too because I'm drinking that, this beer. Yeah, he's got it. <laughs> I just have I I have comp like there are some bands that get fucking weird like this, and I always feel like, oh shit, is this gonna fall apart? And that's kind of the fun of it. But with them, I know when they do something like this, I know it's gonna fucking be subtle. tight the it's whole time. It's fucking subtle, and, like, but, and it's subtle. They're not like we're yeah. so fucking great. Why don't no, you no, look no, at us? Not, look at us jerk not off. Proggy no King way. Crimson stuff. Subtle. It's it's yeah, it's fucking good. Yes. And percussive and tight and it's good beautiful. as hell. All right. So we ready to that. move on to song two? All right. Nick's sure. baby on the altar is Revenge. Revenge Sex Mad. Of the nerves. 1986. Let's hear a little bit of this. What I want most in the whole That was revenge. I'm up bat first. Okay, so uh, like many of the songs that we've covered on the show, I appreciated this song way more upon this more subtle listening. This was never one of my favorites off that album. I didn't. I always. I didn't. It didn't 
write it off. It just never grabbed me as much, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't think Sex Man's my favorite album anyway. I think there's some great songs on it. It never was, but I'm gaining way more appreciation for the songs now than I than I used to. I don't know why that is. Um, it's a great fucking album, and I think there's a great fucking song, and I appreciate it way more than I than I have before on this listen. So I'm grateful for that, if nothing else. In terms of what it's about, um, I kind of mentioned earlier on, uh, and again, this is this is probably totally fucking off base, but this is how I like to listen to this song now when I listen to it. So artist subjective, this is my this is my wheelhouse when I sit and listen to it. I talked a little bit about in um, I'm an asshole about that other voice inside that 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 might be another aspect of yourself that's calling bullshit on yourself, right? Not external. This song feels even more strongly that way to me. This really mm. feels like an internal voice calling revenge on itself, not an external person. And uh, I think the song for me is way more interesting in that sense. And when I hear it in that way, this is like an imposter syndrome anth- imposter syndrome anthem, a, a, a fucking arena mm. rock version of, of that idea. Uh, and that to me makes it even more menacing and threatening when there's this part that's doing the haranguing, but it's even holding back the justification for the hatred, which makes sense in a way because the person it hates already fucking knows because it's the same person. It's not some other person. It's not some random bit of jealousy or revenge that they're sneaking up and they're going to kill him someday. It's, it's them. You know, I mean, I, I definitely suffer from imposter syndrome. I suffer from it on this fucking podcast, you know? So there's, there's always this, there's always this part that looks at one's public, public face and and sort of threatens to expose you. And that, um, maybe that exposing to the world of what it claims to be the real you is, is, is a death. You die, you die, but I'm alive. Right. Like that fucking bullshit part is, it's going to die. And I'm all that's going to be left. The part that you're afraid to show the part that's hiding, um, the part that you fucking stuffed down. And I think that fits for me even more when you get to the end of the song and the, 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 the production changes, Rob's, production on his vocals change and you've got the band i love that part first of all just to talk about the music for a second and the band played that good old rock and roll oh that's and then, great and then Come him on. he's sort of like he's sort of like puking into the mic <laughs> that's fucking so good and then you've got this on the one hand sort of almost sarcastic but almost really fucking earnest what i want most in the whole wide world is a girl Girl. One that will keep me from losing, losing my, my mind. mind. That is that is beautiful and heartbreaking. And that strikes me as like both sides done. Like the person that's going to die and the person that's going to kill him inside. The, the two sides of that imposter syndrome. This is just a plaintive wail of somebody fucking save me. So I got to find, please, please, can I find someone who will save me and keep me from losing my fucking mind. But it's a girl. Uh, it's not someone, though. It's not someone. It's a girl. It's a girl that's love, right? Ooh. It's like, I want that love to save yeah. me from losing my fucking mind. Right. Um, and I, and I, I, this is, I, Andy pointed this out to us in a, in a, in the reading that we won't read for a couple of weeks, but this is one of their few two guitar songs, right? There's no bass in this. Yeah. This is all <clears throat> guitars, baby. And I love that. 
I love that about it. You can hear them play off each other. The, the, the music is fucking great. I love how there's such a, a difference between the verse and the chorus in this, in the way that they sound and the way that revenge is just so it's like arena rock versus fucking hardcore, right? It's just these two forces. And that's the other thing that makes me really feel like this is two parts of one person or is that these two pieces of music, they go really well together, but they're really fucking different. They're really fucking different. Um, so again, back to what I love about this band the most, the music is really holistic with what's being said here. It's really fucking in line with the meaning of the piece and it helps inform the piece to me. It's it, it helped me to, to come to what I think is my interpretation of this song is, is the nature of the music. So I'm fucking grateful to this podcast for nothing else. If letting me making me sit down and listen to these songs and really contend with them instead of just skate on the surface of what they mean. Cause they didn't grab me right away. No, I think this song's fucking great. I love this it. This band is like a trip to the psychiatrist, man. It, 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 is. <laughs> it is. It is. It, it is. is. It, it can be, right? If you, if you right, really go right, there. And right. again, like I've yeah. learned plenty of times you now. You go there. Hearing from there. Andy about what these songs are really about. Like, I could be totally wrong, but frankly, I don't care. Like this, I could this do, now I to I could me, be totally wrong, but I'm a dancing fool. Exactly. That's this song. Uh, that's what this song means to me now. And, it, and I think it's a good one. I don't recognize that. What's the reference? Frank Zappa. Oh. All right. Whoa, That's, whoa. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm sad to admit, I know there's a lot of Frank Zappa fans out there, and I think he's fucking great, but I've never, I'm woefully <laughs> no, ignorant. All right. All right. No, 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 come on. I'm, I'm, I'm destroying the vibe here. Fuck me. Just keep no, going. Not. No? Uh, I don't, I that was I actually, it was, it. no, it was good timing because I was actually at the end of my, end of my bit. Anyway. Okay, I'm sorry. You got nothing to apologize for. Matthew, you're in the middle. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. If you want a mundane existence, too bad your shit is still there. Yep. Kind of with the song. This song, um, I had to think about it, but yeah, it's um, it's it's maybe one of my top three. I'd say on Sex Mad, I really like this one. Well, top three um, on, on Sex, Sex Mad or top three of all time? Uh, on Sex Mad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I had to I had the yeah two two guitars. Uh, I asked myself the question: Is there bass? Um, there is not bass, but yeah, I love the guitar the atmospheres of the dreamy. Um, soaring sound contrasted with the more halting verses is really cool i um could almost imagine andy singing this one i wonder how much uh mm. you know he uh, had to do with the lyric writing um i huh. sometimes try not to read what he tells us before he tells us things because yeah um i love the the vocals i love the harmonies um i love the um the sardonic tone and those grunts after good old rock and roll because it's so boring <laughs> yeah. and mundane. But uh, yeah, I think uh, kind of like like you were saying, Jordan, it, it is a lot like I'm an asshole, um, except it's more internal. It's just I see through your disguise. It's and I'm an asshole. It's it's somebody else in this. It's <laughs> yourself. Um, so yeah, you've you've spread your wings to uh and, and learn to fly and who is i who is you it's all the same yeah <laughs> open um there's one question open wide. open your eyes open wide so open wide uh, what what do you oh, be, don't what do you not... what, what what no no just what what are no, you being it's not a... what are all you right. being fed oh okay i thought you were <laughs> being fed something else mm. no no it could be could be all kinds of things <laughs> i don't know what you're thinking about 
Oh, yeah, you do. Do I? Okay. You do right now. Sure. Yeah, sure. All right. George. <laughs> <laughs> I um, can't answer this question. He was asking Jordan, I can tell. There's so many interesting, um, you know, I love the, the, the vocals and the harmonies, like you say, but then like also the, want to know why? You want to know why? You die. You die. It's, I love that contrast, like the ranting versus the sort of soaring, um, mm. making fun of you. You've said a couple of times like arena rock, but yeah, I wrote the the, the word anthem, uh, sort of like an anti, anti-anthem. Mm-hmm. Um, that you know what I want most in the whole wide world is a girl, <laughs> just a girl. One will keep me from losing my mind. mind. One will One keep will me. Keep. It's every rock song ever, and they're just like, you know, I definitely um, I had this album before I started having serious girlfriends and stuff like that, and it actually spoke to me on that really really basic level. <laughs> Shit. Where um, you know, it's time to settle and she'll down, be Matthew. the best girl in the whole wide world. I hope that's you a lot of pressure her. on yeah. the girl. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't find her. I had a really great relationship uh, around that time in the late '90s or so, uh, early '90s, I should say. Um, but you know, I think it's an impossible bar, and this song actually might have messed up my expectations because like (laughs) i got my into my first serious relationship um probably after i was into no means no definitely after i was into no means no but yeah sort of like how come she's not fixing me i'm still fucked up i found this amazing girl how come she's not fixing me you are you are you are in the song that's exactly right right to fix your shit no exactly point you have this you have this broken person and they're they're they're, the the once they even get outside of that dichotomy the thing they see is the way out is is another fucking person like that's still broken right like it's right their their solution is a broken solution yeah yeah for sure jesus so yeah, no, it's 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 always like you're trying to make yourself and just like I'm I'm still here, I'm alive. There's I'm just the all the mundane fucked up shit about you. Yeah, I can't bury it. S- still, still in there. here. Just still gotta in find here. Somebody who can do it. And I'm gonna it. I'm and gonna that, get my fucking revenge. Buddy. And that Believe that me. girl, that girl. You know what? It's not her fucking responsibility. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, but she's the best girl to... in the whole wide no, no, world. No, no, no. Yeah. But you See, don't I, understand. I'm. I met that. I met. I met. I met her though, and it's still not her responsibility. No, nope, right. But we always feel like we can change our guys. You you do know that, right? Oh, mm. I can change him. So it's He's interesting. That's the like other having, side of it, right? It is. Yeah. It's it's yeah. it's a known fact. Like women, oh, oh Jesus, I'm just gonna we'll fix him. I, I can know, fix like, him. Yeah, I, yeah. Maybe we can put an extra couple of pillows on the couch. It's, what did we What did we say about issue. No Means No being a uh, trip to the psychologist? I think yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Proving our point, right? No, yep. proving our Th- point. This yep. This song for me, yeah, uh, it's um, yeah, obviously it's an early early song, so it's been with me a long way, and mm, it has gone come with me a long way through my own uh, understanding of my own internal bullshit. Wow! So, there you go. Look at this. Laying Fuck. on the couch in the office, mm. paying the yeah, bill at the end we, of the session. Got, Drinking carbonated molasses. We're out of time now. Matthew. We're out of time. We're an hour in. We got to make a vote. And this one's hard, guys. I didn't I don't even go make yet. First... No, no. Oh, I was doing haven't. the psychiatrist oh, shoot, talk. No, I was doing the psychiatrist. You know, we're we're out of vote. time for the week. No, <laughs> no, here. No, Michelle. No, go. you know Michelle. I'm always quick. So here I'm going to go. No, no, no. no. I'm, Take I'm your go- time. No. 
Slow it down. No, can I ask you something? Wasn't this uh, Jason Lambs? Didn't he say this is one of his favorites? He I did, was thinking he of that liked, too. When I when I yeah, he liked, liked that what quote. I like most in the is so maybe he he, he should have been with us on this episode because maybe he's got some uh, female well, maybe uh, if, troubles that he's got to talk about too. I don't know. We'll see. Right? All right. So. Let me go quick. I always do. The guitar intro here is really juicy, and then it's followed by the echoey drum sound. I love the way those drums sound. It's, mm-hmm. It sounds like there's a fucking layer of like low smoke around the floor in the kit. It just sounds so. <laughs> no, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, the I drum do. sounds so fucking. I don't know what it is. Is it a, a 80s, 90s thing? It, it's just I love it. The the verses. I love the verses in this, and the but the slow revenge chorus part was always a little bit meh to me but then it would always lead into the fast verses I, I think i said that right anyways and the, and i talk about what i want most in the whole world is a girl part it, it's just epic songwriting and there is something really special about that rob sounds massive and this is a haunting gem okay now we can vote well that was good man i like that and that mm-hmm. didn't make it any easier for me. This, this, I got, I got to vote first. I'm not happy about that. I'd rather fucking tailor it to this what you is, guys got to say. This is kind of tough because there's this some one's good hard stuff for me. So I'm, yep. I'm, I'm going to yep. try not to ramble yep. on too much about this. But w- what, what this comes down to for me is, um, my the long tail of these songs for me, right? Revenge, like I said, I appreciate it way more today, uh, than I have in the past. I think it's a great fucking song, and I really, really appreciate it. But I. I almost feel sentimental for Hot Killed the Punk because I feel like it's one of their late, it's like a masterpiece of their later period. And I want to give some props to their later fucking period and not always fall on the side of the early stuff. So I don't mm. fucking know, guys. God damn it. This is kind of a coin flipper for Do me. Do you need um, uh, Matthew's washer with the red? You got it right here. N- the re- no, I'm going. <laughs> uh, so I'm flipping for him. I. <laughs> I've got to listen, and I I would us not to vote have, no, first. No, 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 no I don't, I don't, vote? I don't. I've got my vote. All right. I yesterday, I would have, or or a couple days ago, I would have voted for Hawk, but I'm voting for Revenge now because of oh. where how I've connected with this song. I've connected with it in a different way, and it and it hits the it hits that part for me. I talked about this in talking about both the songs, where it feels holistic, it feels fractal, it feels like everything belongs together. I don't feel that about Hawk. I love it. And it's a mm. fucking masterpiece. Mm. But this one, all of it works together. And that to me weighs it slightly more on that Egyptian fucking scale where Anubis is weighing your fucking heart. So it's what? revenge. That's for me. All right. All nope, right. nope. Matthew. Yeah, uh, super duper. I, I like um, Hawk. It's incredibly clever. I love the fact that it's the the only Tom song, and um, you know, um, it is heartfelt. I think for them, especially for Tom, because um, yeah, he maybe has some deep thoughts about these sorts of things. Um, revenge to me, though, um, I got to vote for Revenge because it stayed with me for thirty years. And uh, it still offers me different insights into myself. So, yeah, revenge. Wow. Wow. Fuck. Okay. Michelle, well, what hey, about you? Nope. Look, I already decided what my vote was going to be. But when I think of one song, I, I feel this way in my body about it. But then when I think of this other, like, you know how you get that visceral feeling in your body when you hear this Oh, song. yeah. My vote is going to be for The Hawk Killed the Punk. However, 
Nice. The reason I voted that is because I, I, I just I wanted to cheer. I was like, Tom's killing it. They're doing three different time signatures. They're no means no it and up the ass, and I love it. But revenge just 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 has this 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 billowing smoke that is coming around <laughs> you, and it's gonna. It, it, you know what I'm saying? I it's do. I love that description. Head. It's, it's going to so sink your good. ass down in the catacombs. Like, <laughs> I love that. No, it's fucking I'm, great. I, 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 I want to vote for both, really. Can't but I'm going to vote for the Hawk because I just that is a celebratory song for me all the way. Hey, I don't disagree. That's fucking great. And I'm super but glad that, that it got a vote. I love that Revenge went through. No, come on. I love that Revenge yeah. went through. Another I split do. decision on both. That's fucking great. That's all right. I love it. I have to admit, I thought I thought that this would be me alone with revenge somehow because I've talked before how I, I sort of wrestle with an earlier me versus right. like sort of me today. Um, yes. But as I say, you know, um, certain aspects of me have changed, and my my knee jerk reaction might have been different. And without listening, uh, I would vote with the old me. But this one, because right. um, as I say, stayed with me and changed with me. So there you go. That's yeah. so interesting. And, All the and, more reason to vote for it. Yeah. And for me, this is a vote against my younger self of No Means No, because I never gave this song its due back in the past. I just did. So that's that's fucking crazy. Yeah, for me, I didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I connected yeah. with it on a, a more basic level. Right, right, uh, right. Uh, you really did want oh. the girl, the perfect girl. All right, well. Listen, we've sent through, we've sent through. I've got a gun, and we've sent through revenge, and we've sent. I'm an asshole down to the stinky hell, where it can <laughs> sit around with punks who are dead, with mohawks or some bullshit. All right, right there, poop. Listen, folks. Stinky lucky breath. for you, uh, Andy's corrections. Thank you to the user who we cannot remember their name, but we're going to find it, and gave us that new name for this segment. Although. Michelle, you had an additional name that you wanted to uh, put in the mix? Oh, I just, come on. Andy's Candies, come on. I love it, Andy's Candies. Who hasn't had the Andy's Andy's Candies after dinner? The after dinner mint. It's like the after dinner mint chocolate mint. Andy's Candies. It's a little better because these aren't actually corrections. He's never usually correcting us. He's given us little sweet bits, so... Sorry, that's its official name. That's that was like, official name. That was my oh, my correctation. That's Mister God correctations. So <laughs> we do have a Andy's corrections. Remi- we have some Andy's candies. Give Matthew the spear next week. Exactly. <laughs> All right. So this was about epi- episode ten, and in episode ten we talked about I need you, Mansion in the Sky, Dance of the Headless, and Brother Rat. So here's what Andy wanted to tell us. I need you. We had two possible running orders for zero plus two when we first, when we were finished recording and one included, I need you and lost. Would we have chosen that order? I think I need you would have been the centerpiece of the record. Mm -hmm. I really like Rob's lyrics, but the funny thing is that I always imagine the word you being used in a somewhat different way than meaning an actual person. I saw and still see the I or self as needing the other. In other words, the I requires a you in order to function. That you could take many forms. I think um, this is all getting a bit being and nothingness, isn't it? (laughs) On a much more down-to-earth note, (laughs) the volume jump in the middle of the song when the big guitar chords come in was directly inspired by a couple of songs on Neil Young's Freedom LP, 
specifically Don't Cry and El Dorado around four minutes, 40 seconds. Go to your homework, uh, fans. Mm-hmm. As as for the now wow 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 vocal guitar thing, I think Rob came up with this vocal echo echo effect first, and then I used that to create my guitar part using the Roland DA30 analog chorus echo unit. This got used in very few no means no songs. I'm making a pushing up glasses motion. Yes, self pity most famously. Oh, self pity! Jesus Christ <sighs> on a bike. Colder, far less so. What the fuck is colder, you guys? Little sidebar. What the fuck is that? What's he talking colder? about? Colder. What the Sorry, fuck is that song? He said, co- he said, self-pity most famously, colder, far less so. What the fuck is colder? Col- colder. No, I think he means it in this, the word. Colder. No, like- no, no. It's capitalized like a song title. Anyway, is it in, is it in high, Andy, um, we need a uh, correction to, we need a, we need a correction to your correction. I think it's a, it I think it's an unreleased the, song. Uh, yeah, he's saying warmer. self-pity most famously, colder, far less so. As if he's talking about less hey, so in colder, a but secret. Hey. there's a secret track, folks. You heard it here first. Uh, anyway, continue. But was used extensively during No Means No early four-track era, as well as on the first Neos and first iSight uh, Infamous Scientists EPs. All over everything. Also live, I had to adjust the echo speed to approximate approximate the correct tempo first before we started playing so John could hear it. Mm -hmm. No doubt on live recordings, you'll hear me fucking around with it and giving John a sample to hear. From then on, it was just praying it wouldn't go too far out tempo-wise. And on Brother Rat, what Slade says, at some point, Rob said he had an idea for a song called Brother Rat, which, being the musical thief I was, I immediately stole. I went home and wrote the song. Rob and John liked what I'd come up with, so that was that. Brother Rat was born. I'm trying to think about how Rat and Slade got paired up. If I'm recalling this correctly, Slade was written totally separately, and the two just seemed to work together, tempo-wise. But for me, anyways, the two songs are about distinctly different subjects. Rat being about male-male relationships in the straight world and all the camaraderie, mistrust, and loyalty betrayal that entails. Mistrust. While Slade being about mistrust, well, about all those things you guys talked about. <laughs> oh yeah. In answer to one of your questions, yes, we did often go off script, but only at scripted times. <laughs> all right, and that's it. So what he's talking about at the end there was I asked him directly and kind of breaking the fourth wall if on live performances back in the Andy era they would do a lot of improv. Like on Live and Cuddly, you've got that big section towards the end of Brother Rat, right? Where they go totally nuts, not on the studio album. And I, maybe once in the later period, post-Andy, which is the only shows I ever got to see, did I ever see them do that? I think it was just tight, practiced, rehearsed, tight shit. And they didn't play like that. So I just wanted to, I, I, I really was interested to know, was there more playing around like that in the early shows? Which it sounds like there was. And that's another reason why if I ever could. get a fucking time machine, I'm uh, going back I, to see I, those fucking shows. Can I shows. go in this time machine I'll, I'm you? inviting both of you, man. We'll go. But uh, yeah, I, I I always wondered that and now he's answered. So what a fucking joy to know the answer to those man. questions. That was joy, great, man. Fucking Andy. Joy, thank you. Jesus joy. Christ. Yeah. What? what, uh, what Is there any, does it now, I think one of the things we want, I don't know if there's anything else we need to talk about on this one, but do you guys have any <laughs> feedback on what he said? I think we can have a little interplay here. I'd love what he was saying about um, I need you. I mean, I always felt that to a degree too, but his talking about how the I and the you is more kind of universal than personal, I think was really, really interesting 
Jesus Christ, what a joy to hear about the fucking inside baseball of these songs. Holy fuck. Oh my God, I know. Come on. It's just, how cool is this? Somebody um, uh, commented on uh, I Need You about uh, the fact that it might have been about addiction. And I'd never really given that much thought, but uh, yeah, it's kind of an interesting thought too. Hmm. Ooh, that is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know that I agree, Andy but that's say interesting. That it was, you, oh, no, no, no. It wasn't somebody else. It was you need yourself to be... To get, you needed the yeah, I to get to the U. He needs the I to get to the U, right? Which I think the end of that song and what it says makes me, I, I wouldn't, I myself wouldn't uh, glom onto the addiction narrative, I think, in this song, only because mm-hmm. I think the ending there is kind of more of what Andy was saying. But again, I think one of the beauties of No Means No's art is, especially when it's really fucking good, is that it's subjectivity allows for a number of really meaningful interpretations. And yes, there probably is an originating interpretation, but the art is rich enough to allow for very authentic and just as right. you know, meaningful takes. Unlike some other bullshit, which there's, I'm sorry, I don't mean to shit on Jello because I love Jello in many ways, but you, his songs mean one thing. That's it. They're, yeah. They are what they say. No means no. You could authentically have multiple meaningful takes on a song, and that's art to me. So. And it's been a real um, blessing, and uh, have to really, really thank Andy Kerr for uh, offering his um, incredibly yeah. generous and Jesus. gracious. I mean that that is what that is the definition of a gracious artist is that um, yes. you know they they offer you um, kind of it's just their take, but he doesn't say this is the take by any means it like i have been a little bit sort of reticent to um again like jordan you you've been a little bit nervous to sort of take the uh the subjectivity away um but it doesn't really affect me too much to find out what you know what was being thought like yeah what i thought is still intact and that is uh very very gracious and very very generous of uh, of, uh, mr kerr thank you very much um to to know what it was about and what we were thinking that what they were thinking it just adds to what i was already thinking it doesn't uh, replace it it doesn't supplant it it's uh just um very much appreciated thank you very much the ingredients he's not telling us what we're gonna taste yeah yeah, yeah, good, you know good way saying? to put it. Totally. Yeah, you're both absolutely yeah. right. No, yeah. it's a fucking but joy. This, this, this was in it. This a little bit of this was in here. Now eat it. I, I cannot fucking believe Stuff we're getting this sort in of information. Your face. <laughs> Into your little dark hole. Mm-hmm. All right, everybody. Go off his head. You've okay. made it through uh, yet another episode. Wow. We've, we're an hour 15 in on one that I did thought would run short. We found a way to make it run long. Oh, it's going to be even longer than that because we got to stick in that user content in the middle and all that. It's going to be a long one. So we'll let you go. We won't torture you any longer. But we're grateful you're sticking around with us. Stick around more. We got a lot more songs to fucking cover. And I just want to remind everybody that if every fourth animal in the world is a beetle, then maybe every fourth person is a dumb person.